Welcome back to another episode of the Easy Speak and Speakeasy 330 podcast with your hosts, Rich and Tom. How we doing tonight? Well, I'm I'm doing good. I don't know about you. Wednesday night. Yeah, it's hump day. 27th of January. Just well, keep plugging along, man. One yep. week after the next, right? Yes, number six. Yeah, number six. Definitely number six. But yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the probably worst maybe news of the year pre, pre-COVID, but it began a chain reaction what seemed to be it was never like one, ending. It was like chaos. one after another, after another. It was just chaos. But it was the it was the the passing and the death of yep. un, unexpected death <sighs> of Kobe Bryant. Now, I can sit here and confidently tell you that myself, I am not a huge NBA fan. However, I will say this though: I watched that game when Mason did the introduction. <laughs> And if there was anything that would really, for me, from not being a basketball guy, it put chills down my spine oh. because, I mean, it, it was a solid 50 seconds of all the accomplishments that Kobe had done. But that just goes to show you, you know, what he meant to the NBA, what he did for the NBA. He kind of took the torch from Jordan, and and then he passed the torch on to LeBron, but he just... I mean, love him or hate him, the the guy was a legend. He was unbelievable. And, and I'll harken back to the 04 NBA Finals, which should have been a sweep for our uh, going-to-work Pistons. But in Game 2, Kobe hits a just a ridiculous turnaround, fadeaway three at the buzzer, sends the game to overtime. With The Lakers eventually win it, but... Um, that's one of my biggest memories of Kobe. Just, oh, for sure. I mean, he. <laughs> but you know, here, you know, but a lot of people will look at it and try to like, um, I guess, shit on his on his accomplishments because I mean, he has one little blemish on his on yeah. his on his resume. Well, but you know what? Though, listen. Well, we're we're who firm believers who, of second chances yeah, who, over here. Who who doesn't? Yeah. He, in my personal opinion, he really had redeemed himself. Well, he, Dude, he was such a devoted family man. The thing, the thing that stands out to me the most was he owned it. He took responsibility oh, for yeah. his mistakes. Yep, he's like, hey, man, and, I screwed up. And you know, the rest was history. He he moved on. His career excelled after that, and you know, he stayed with his wife. And and you know, yeah. Like, so the, yeah, it was the untimely, to say the least, death of Kobe, which kind of got us, Rich and I, thinking. You know, real quick, we wanted to hit on some some a- some, some athletes yes, that that, know, have, that died way too that soon. that left us way too soon. And um, I mean, you go way back to Roberto Clemente, who was a uh, just an icon, uh, Pittsburgh Pirate. Yeah, he's yeah. Puerto Rican, and he he gave his life basically, you know, pardon the pun, to Puerto Rico, his homeland, and you know, unfortunately, he died in a in a plane crash or. 
yeah. during yeah. a humanitarian yeah, I mean, effort yeah, in, in, in the in off, you know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, that type of stuff, you know, a guy going and, and, and giving his, uh, you know, his free time, his spare time to help others. Uh, and it's, you know, second to none. The next guy that comes to mind is Pat Tillman. Oh, yeah. You know, there was I mean, a time, you know, there was like a call for action almost, if you want to call it for that. And, yep. you know, Pat Tillman says, you know what, screw your money. Yep. I'm going back into the military. He had a, he had a, a basically a, a, a multi-million dollar contract on the table. And he felt it was calling after 9-11 to, to join the armed forces. And he did. And, yep. and it cost him his life. Yep. You know, that, you know, that. You know, a lot of the, you know, if we could sit here and talk about athletes and everything like that, they all have character in certain ways. Some guys are more, I guess if you want to say, for lack of better terms, dedicated to those those feelings that they have or the determination of their path in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of those guys, their calling was that. Yeah. And that's what they did. Yep. Thurman Munson, uh, you're looking at, uh, he was a legend with the, the Yankees, mm-hmm. you know, he was just in the middle of his prime, and he dies in a car, or I'm sorry, a plane crash in 1979. Uh, there's, there's, you we're going through this website, a Jose Fernandez who hadn't even come into his own for the, the then Miami Marlins. Yeah, um, you know, and he was one of those guys who was like the shining mm-hmm. of the shining star. Yep. His his ceiling was uh, abound. It was in, in, you know, he, you know, unfortunately. He was the cause of his demise by uh, drinking and doing drugs on a vessel, which never uh, equates to good news. But uh, regardless of that, I mean, it's still it's a yeah, life that a, was taken yeah, away it's, too it's soon. A, it's regardless a, of what, you know, and that's the thing is some people have their vices and some people, sure, you know, will act before they think about it. And I think that might have been the case uh, in, in that. But, you know, nevertheless, it's still something that really – uh, hits a bone with a lot of people. You know, it was great. I, I shouldn't say it's great, but one of the good things was is that next game following that the Marlins played, D. Gordon gets up there. Oh. He hasn't hit a home run. Yeah. And I, I, he hasn't hit a home run since Little League. <laughs> he gets up there. First pitch goes by. Next one, he comes out, and he absolutely just clobbers it out. You know, and he, he's like, hey, you know what? And him and Jose were, yeah. were buddies. And I remember him, you know, running around the bases. Crying, just, just sobbing. bawling his yeah. eyes out, the emotions. So I'll go back to one. We won't keep this going too long. But this one stands out for me because it it was when I was a kid. I mean, obviously, we're right around the same age. So Hank Gathers, who uh, Loyola Marymount, a basketball player, um, and I remember it well watching the game. Uh, he basically had a heart attack right on the court and, and died yeah. on the court. So then it. his best friend, who you know was his teammate, he decided, and I just his name escapes me, and I apologize. He Hank Gathers was a left-handed shooter, and and he wasn't. His buddy wasn't. So his buddy literally for the rest of the season shot one-handed, uh, left-handed free throws, and he didn't miss one. Yeah, and, it, hey. and that just was that was remarkable, and and they they went pretty deep into the tournament that year, and just just goes to show you that there's there's some powers at play here, and that. But it's just it's unfortunate when su- superstars, you know, obviously they're in the limelight when they pass, and I and it, I think Fernandez really was the last one, the last really big name that that died during the season, and you just you don't look at athletes. In the same regard as regular people, no, so, you, you you think of them as immortals. Yeah, I mean, for them to 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 pass on or or die, whichever method happened while they're in the midst of their career, is it's it's just it's one of those things that's it's it's hard to it's a hard thing to swallow. But exactly, so we'll move on here. You know, and you know, with that being said, um, you know, uh, for us collectively as a group between Tom and myself, um, you know, we you know wish that. You know, um, everything is going okay with the um, the recovery from the family from grieving from their loss. Oh, sure. And you know, we wish him nothing but the best. I mean, I I, I really feel bad for his wife. You know, she lost a, a best friend, a a husband, a father. Mm. Um, you know, a lover. You know, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and she also lost her daughter, daughter too. And, so, and all those other souls. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, that, and, the, and the families that yeah, were in there as well. Two, two other um, very talented young basketball uh, players, basketball yep. players that had just their whole life ahead of them, and and I, I guess you know you don't want to talk about 
religion, politics, those things we, we avoid in this show. Yeah, but we stay in our lane. You, you, you just wonder, you know, why, or, and you just, you just hope that there was a reason. And, and I think that's what keeps people moving forward. And yeah, for know, sure. So it was a year ago and we just wanted to touch on that. I, I don't believe we hit basketball enough and we are going to get down that road at some point, but, uh, I felt it was important. I, I presented it to Rich, and, and he agreed that, you know, it's it's a big moment, and it needs to always be remembered because he's one of the top five greatest basketball players in the history of the game, and, and it's relevant. So You know, and I heard something. I want to say it was yesterday morning they were talking about it, and the last tweet that Kobe sent out was to LeBron James when LeBron James passed him the night before. Passed him the night before. And eerie. Just you know, I get I'm, and, I get chills right but, now. You know, but you know, the, and the thing is though is that's the kind of guy he was. He's like, hey, look, I set this record. LeBron it comes in and beats be it. He, LeBron comes in, beats a record, whatever. Who's the first guy to say, "You got it, bud. Yep. You got it." Yeah. I, I mean, hands down, second mm-hmm. to none. It is you know, it is what it is. He gave a shit about. Basketball. Oh, he yeah. gave a shit he was about, a huge pioneer for about the Lakers' post career. I mean, he could have sailed off into the sunset, and you know, like a lot of superstars, you just you don't see him anymore. But he was there. He was courtside a lot of the games, and and you know, he was coaching his daughter's just team, an, and, just analyzing games. That, yeah. I mean, that, that's what it was. And, he still had that hunger, and she, and you know, and his daughter Gigi, she was a student of the game just as much oh. as he was. She, she could have been one of the best. Yeah, who knows? So, you know, you know hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully the family's going well through the grieving process still because it's a hard loss, right? And uh, you know, wish him nothing but the best. And speaking of loss, I just want to mention, um, I've got a really good buddy. Who he lost his dad yesterday? Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. And I, and I, sorry if I'm breaking down, but I want him to know that I'm thinking about him, and he knows he knows who who I'm talking about. So, yeah. I love you, buddy. Thinking about you, and uh, I wish you the best. For sure, wish you nothing but the best, bud. So on to some other things that we got going on here. State of Michigan is really, uh, really putting the clamps on winter sports here for our uh, our athletes. Um, you know, everybody knows COVID has really hit us relatively hard when it comes to um, it's tough. When it comes just about everything, you know, I think next Monday our restaurants will open back up at twenty five percent capacity. I don't know how these businesses are going to stay afloat. Well, um, we got we, we have a big uh, we got a big push this Saturday. Coming up for uh, you know, and on Twitter, it's a let them let them play hashtag or let us play hashtag, and it's geared towards you know, letting letting some of these kids get out and get on with some of these athletics that's going on, and um, I, you know, and I look at it from a, a different point of view. It, you know, the COVID is very serious. Oh, it, it, it absolutely, it, you know, it has taken people's lives. People have gotten very sick from it. I've known people that have gotten sick from it. Um, you know, I've known people that have lost their lives to it. It's affected me. And, and, and you know, 10 months later, I, I still am dealing with issues from it. So <laughs> firsthand, I know, yeah, it's not, I know what it does to people. You know, but, you know, the thing is, is, it, it, you know, everybody looks to these organizations like you got the Michigan High School State Athletic. You got uh, some of the uh, like the youth hockey leagues. You got some youth wrestling leagues, and you got some other leagues that are going through that are primarily winter sports that have been postponed again. And I believe they have a postponement date till like right now. I think I want to say it was like the twenty second of February, but you know it could get it could get pushed back. You know, depending on numbers and stuff like that. But I think the biggest thing that people are struggling with is there's really no clear definition of or direction, I should say, not definition, but a direction on on what these organizations need to do to get get it back in. Because, listen, having a kid at home, not being able to be active, not being able to be with his buddies uh, on the field uh, or on the ice or on the basketball court, it, it's it affecting. It, it's a, it's affecting a lot of a lot of the kids. I think I think one of the biggest things is just the unknown, like. I don't think the kids really understand it to the full capacity. They just want to play. 
and they're being kind of handcuffed. I mean, for whatever reason, and, and again, we, we won't get into politics at all here, but I, it just seems to me that, you know, they just started the football. They just had the state championship over the weekend, and that seemed to go off without a hitch. Now, why aren't the other sports playing? You know, and funny you bring that up is because, you know, I'm, this I mean, this is a serious topic, so I don't want anybody saying table for one or, or a sign or anything like that. No, but, absolutely not. But, the 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 fact of the matter is is the state of Michigan had made an accommodation for the fall athletes in order to complete their competition in the state championship, et cetera, et cetera. And the majority of it was I shouldn't say the majority, the all of it was funded by the Michigan, you know, Health and Human Services, mm. uh, all their COVID rapid test rapid tests and everything like that. That was all covered by them. Okay. To, to to get that, and you know that's, I mean that's kind of I'm not going to say it's insider information, but when you read into it, that's exactly what it was. Which which presents a whole another cost. Exactly, these, these players have to be tested almost yeah. daily. They, I mean, and that's and that's realistically that's what happened. Is it, the kids went through the rigor, uh, you know, the the rigorous testing of day in and day out. But one of the things that uh, I just think it's kind of unfair for the kids that play the winter sports. To where they they don't get that same accommodation that the fall athletes did, but then again, I'm just a guy who talks on a microphone for yeah. for an hour and fifteen minutes yeah. every week. But yeah. I, I, I think I think that there needs to be a clear definition of what the expectations are, and I'm sure these organizations have gone to the state and say, "Hey, look." We have this model that is going to keep people safe, and this is being used across the country with relatively good mm-hmm. success. Right? You know, and one of the things that really irritates me, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. I'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong or anything like that. Is Everybody keeps throwing the number up of like, oh, it's, well, it's ni- 99, like 99, 90 point. I, I, yeah, well, no, no, it's not about the recovery. It's talking about the, the, the testing that had happened for the high school athletics in order for them to play. This is what they had. But you have to understand this. The only people that were getting tested were the people that were going to be going and being involved in competition. Right, yeah. So when you open up the winter sports, that's more than that, – that is more testing that was done. That would be the opportunity for more testing than what was done for the fall. But you have to understand there is a cost to the tests that need to be done. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you went and you polled X amount of people, we'll say 100 people, would you pay for your son or daughter to have that test done three times a week for the duration of the next X, the next eight weeks. I'm just going to use eight weeks in them. You're probably going to get about a 95. percent Yeah, we'll do it. But th- that topic too. Out of those 95 percent you mentioned, I, I you got to look at some of these. You know, lower income. Oh yeah, no, lower income. Uh, I get you. Uh, it, 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 school it, districts. It, it, that, exactly. And that's know, when you run into some a lot of these of kids other... can't even afford to play the sport. You know, so the thing I really want to stress is is I know people that have been involved since day one. You have to understand is everybody is is getting on these organizations about let us play, let us play, let us play, let us play. Believe me. They want. They want to play. They they sure. they want your kid out there. And, and I think they yeah, wa- they, I do. they want the competition to go on. And if people are sitting there saying, "Well, you're not doing enough," you have to understand. I think there's only about one lawsuit against the governor that is stuck, and that's the use of the executive uh, orders. Right. right. That's that, the only. That's the only ones with there. Everything else has gotten thrown out. Well, that's, so that's why the health department is. is so you're going to get a lot of these organ. These bigger organizations are going to. They're going to pick and choose their battles on when they're going to go, because it costs money. At the end of the day, it costs money. Oh, sure. Everything does. costs money. But, uh, you know, they just need to understand that they're they're advocates for your child yeah. to play the sport. They are. You know, and then I have another friend of mine, and this is not a siren like that, but I talked to him today, uh, actually quite extensively. I probably talked to him about 45 minutes. And, and the thing from 
from a coaching standpoint, I asked him just to point a question. I'm like, how are you able to keep these kids engaged in a sport? Because I asked him, I said, listen, November, you go out there, you have your tryouts, you pick your team. You got your team set. November 15th, no contact. They're like, okay. Well, then come to find out there's some more backstory behind that uh, that people don't know about is during that period of time, there was 20 cases a day going for one organization of positive cases. Right. So they were kind of like, okay, you know what? We'll take this pause maybe till the middle of December. We'll get fired up around that time. Cases still kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And then they're like, okay, you know what? January 1st, we're going to start fresh. We're going to get it out there, and we're going to go. And then it got backed up again, and it got backed up again. I asked him, I said, how are you able to keep those kids focused in the game? So he's had to resort to all, a, a plethora of different ways. You know, I, I would he was going to be on tonight, but the issue was is he – Got an opportunity to have a practice to to get his boys out there. He took that opportunity. Yeah. Well, he made the right choice. Yeah, he he did that to you know to get the opportunity to get out there. They do Zoom calls three days a week, four days a week, and and, 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 and and all it is is just to talk to the kids to be like, hey, look, this is what we're this is what we're going, this is what we're doing. Keep them in the loop. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. But hey, but when you're those kids that have you know. A lot of them are back to school, you know, in person, you know, now. But, you know, you're talking about some kids that they're spending eight hours a day on Zoom. The yeah. last thing I want to do is exactly. be on Zoom with with the one entity that that seems to uh, power them the most, and, and and they just want to get out there. You're you're exactly right, and you know, even he said he's like, you know, it's one of those periods of time right now where. You know they they're they've come a long a long way from March twentieth of last year when they abruptly shut everything down. Yeah, there's there definitely there's there's more knowledge now, and with the vaccine on the horizon and or here. You so know, you know, but not to get political or right, anything like no, that. Absolutely not. I just want to say anybody who listens to this, you know, uh, us here, we support. To get the kids back out right. there and play, we we, we, want them we, playing, we do. We want them playing because it's important for just their mental capacity, yes. and it just we know it's going to get to that point. And, and I, I believe the the goal is to have all the schools back by March first. So, you know, God willing, uh, the sports will be back too. So, you yeah, know, so we'll, we'll have to find out. We just got to let the powers that be. And, you know, as much as everybody doesn't like it, hates it, and everything like that, that's you know, that's pretty much what we're going to do. So we're going to move on from this because otherwise I could probably go on and on and on. It's but, a hotbed topic, but you know, it, 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 people just have to be patient. I yeah. think ultimately, they just patience is a virtue. Yeah, and, and that's what needs to happen. And so. the next hot topic we got going on is Matthew Stafford and the Lions mutually agree. You want to talk to about, part ways? You want to talk about uh, a sour subject? The, the Twitter world it was a buzz. I mean, I guess you don't realize how popular a player was or is until the fact is he's not going to be here. It seemed like Twitter two weeks ago was, got to get Stafford out of here, got to trade him, he's got to go. And once it came out that, well, he's going to go, it was like, oh, wait, but I was only kidding. No, I, no, I we can't, can't go. No. I, can't, I can't believe he's just scrolling through Twitter and everybody had changed uh, changed their and, – and, But you know what, though? Here's the thing is, as a human being – him and his family have done so oh, yeah. much, and I think that's what a lot of people draw that to. Mm-hmm. And well, it's not it's like Verlander. But, you know what? Though here's exactly this is the exact same thing as yeah. Verlander. Is you know what? Verlander didn't win a championship here. I was happy to see him go to a contender, sure. and I was happy to see him win but, a championship. But like him and Stafford, they both are humanized here because they were such a prominent figure off the playing field. Oh, for sure, and. Um, you know, aside from his wife um, with a, a questionable large mouth that I don't agree with all the time, um, he he cared about the community. He cared about the city of Detroit, and he really gave back. and And he didn't seem to hide. He was always out and about and supporting businesses and 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 just 
you know, meeting with fans and whatnot. So I think the fact that he has been the face of this team for, you know, 12 years now, and, and he's he kind of represents the toughness that Detroit is, you know, uh, blue-collar, grit, hardworking. And, You'll never meet a tougher quarterback. No, and, and, and he, just look at this year. He had, you know, a rib issue. He had a... Ankle issue. I mean, he. But you know what? He played seventeen. He played all them games. Or well, I think he missed one game. He missed one game. But FYI, I, I love Kelly Stafford. She annoys the shit out of me. I but anyways, that, that that's a whole other topic. But uh, um, so I think that's where really the reality set in with people that you know this this guy this guy even though he's from you know the Dallas area he he was Detroit. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, and he, I don't think there's any hard feelings. I and, think and, he embraced it just as much as we right. embraced him. And you're going to find wherever he goes, and, and the latest news as of recording time was San Francisco seems to be the um, the hot landing area for, for Stafford. You're going to see if that's the case. It doesn't matter wherever he goes. If he goes, he goes to the Colts or Denver or wherever they're saying he's going to go, you're going to see a lot of those jerseys running around. There's going to be a lot of Stafford non-Lions jerseys around. And and I tell you what, if he ever comes back uh, to the Billy Bowl, uh, there are going to be a lot of people there, and he's going to get one hell of a standing ovation. Well, I mean, yeah, let's you know, let's hope that that's what happens. You have a lot of naysayers when it comes to him. I'm not one of them. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I personally think the best fit for him is Indianapolis. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, you know, and I think Indianapolis is one of those teams that is – that is a quarterback away from making a deep run in the playoffs. I, I, I really, honestly young. do. Exactly. They, they have, uh, they, they have, have cap room. They have, they have a lot of cap they have, room. They have cap room and they have draft capital. They have a defense that's top five. They have a running game that's top five. Uh, if there's a there's an area that needs a little bit of help, maybe tight end and maybe another uh, uh, receiver that can stretch the field. But no. If there's a team that you put number nine back there, Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders, maybe Super not, Bowl favorite, maybe not the first year, but give me year two. Well, they they you know, the old man River, old man, he uh, took them pretty far this year, but so. But you know what? Here's the, you brought that up, but Philip Rivers and Matthew Stafford are two oh, totally different quarterbacks. No. It, it, totally, albeit quarterbacks. they're both gunslingers. Well, one has a little well, more accuracy. Than, but, Rivers hasn't been a gunslinger for a little bit of time, but I think Stafford's well, probably a little bit better. What do you expect when that. he has seven kids? Yeah. A little bit too much, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, so, so, I mean, some of the – I mean, I've heard some of the talks, uh, you know, Patriots might be in the play for that. Everybody's talking about Saints, but Saints are so far cap damaged. Yeah. So, let's put that – I just don't think I – mean, if they if they, if they they went to the Saints if, and said, hey, you want Stafford, just – they, they don't have enough to give them. The, well, not, it's not that they don't have enough to give them. It's just that everything that they want to do, they just they can't do it. But, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd like to see them go to Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis would be a great fit for them, in for your, sure. In your opinion, what is his value? And I say this by reading a report First earlier, fourth. Earlier today, that said, uh, a third of every team in the NFL has reached out to the Lions. So, his value, bottom line value, and now his value, knowing that you know there's eleven, oh, twelve get, plus teams, it might get to a bidding war. Hey, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give. You, but I honestly think that if the Lions could come out and get a first round. I don't. I, I think that's that's the I, I, that I think, has to happen. I, I think a first and a fourth for this year. I mean, and, and that might be stretching it. Well, no, I think I, I the way the way all these teams are coming into play. I I, I think, like you said, a bit more. I, I do dare I say a first and a second or a first and a third. I think a fourth is too low. I think I think it needs to be higher. And I think. I, I think the way. But I, but hey, but I said for this year. I didn't. I didn't uh, include uh, next year. Well, no, I'm thinking this year because well, no, well, I'm, well, I'm thinking like a a first and a fourth this year and a second next year. Well, maybe, maybe depending. But you know what though, they can make that trade and they can have 
clauses in it. He makes it to the playoffs, it'll go to this. If it, if it makes the Super Bowl, it'd go to this for next year. Yeah. Well, and then so, and then two, will will the Lions do like a an extension? Like a like a extension, and then you know deal that with the other team, like, well, I, like a sign and trade. Kind I, of I think thing. That, I think they might have to. That's got to be something that's got to be worked out because I don't think a team's going to give up the farm like we're talking like a for no. a, for a two year rental no, they player. Want, they want a long term. They want to lock that guy in for about four years or so. Um, but I guess that. So I I premise that comment with the fact that what they're doing in the front office. John Dorsey, uh, that guy's a killer. Man. Along with Brad Holmes, the, the guy's a deal maker. No, but let me. So here's the thing that is mind boggling to me, and it's in the notes here. I just we all know that Fat Matt thought he was the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Now we hired a coach who said, "Hey, look, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I but I got guys that are gonna come here and they're, they're going to want to coach and they're going to want to play." All's Dan Campbell or is uh, Pat McAfee the MCDC? MCDC. All he wants to do is bite some kneecaps. Yeah, but you know the. the what happened from last year to this year? Well, first of all, I can tell you right now, nobody wanted to come here. No. If they had somebody that was in charge that automatically thought that they were the smartest man in the room. But in all reality, he was the dumbest piece of shit in the room. Yep. And he proved it. But they opened the checkbook Yeah, up. they did. They, they, they did. Pre- Sheila probably went into her purse. Well, it che- wasn't Sheila. Pulled that it, checkbook out and gave it. Well, to, get get it, the it, fuck out of town it, here. What, no, no, what, no, 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 no. Blank check. No, no, no. I'm talking about her saying, you know what? You know what? We're going to give you. They, she, they seem like they're pretty much giving them the keys. They're like, hey, listen. Here's the checkbook. Get who you need. Oh, now. 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 I'm talking about right now. Right, right. Well, no, I'm talking about before. They wouldn't even ask for the checkbook. You want to know why? Because they were the smartest motherfuckers yep. in the room they thought well now then, they're the dumbest motherfuckers right. in the room and one of them crawled back to his daddy oh well where else are you gonna go Call, in doubt. Cra- crawled back to yep. his daddy yep he, he ran back home fuck you met patricia oh boy you chew, and chew on your mouth a little bit more there in new england when you don't have a team hey i hope you said on that pencil dry <laughs> and it's sharp <laughs> fuck him but back to john dorsey and and you know real quick the guy orchestrated the trade basically between Buffalo and Kansas City that brought, in a sense, it, it rebuilt not only Kansas City, but it rebuilt Buffalo. Oh, You're yeah. getting Mahomes, he moved up, so he did that. And, yep. And um, so he pretty much did, built that roster that, that is in play now in Kansas City, and then he moved on to Cleveland. And he believed in Baker, and, you know, it took a couple years, but – you know he. Well, you know what? Much... We'll say you know it's he's been in the in the league for three years. We're gonna take we're gonna take the Freddie Kitchen area out. Oh well, we're gonna, yeah. We're just gonna you know what, Baker. We're not we're not gonna punish you like that. And and with that, I believe. And and this is just my opinion. I I think they kind of honored Freddie Kitchen because he took over when uh, Hugh Jackson was. Steamrolled out of there because he was a steaming pile of shit in Cleveland down there. Huge Jackson. But he, and here's why I I don't fault John Dorsey for hiring him because I think he went to Baker and said, What do you think about Kitchens? Because Baker was part of that process. And I think Baker felt comfortable in his offense enough to where he sold John Dorsey. He said, yeah, okay, we're going to go with this guy. But you know what, though? That's the kind of guy, that's the kind of leadership you need that needs to be in Texas to go talk to Deshaun Watson. Who do we need? Yeah. And they're not going to do that. And Deshaun Watson's like, you know what, dude, if you're not going to ask me, I'm gone. Well, I heard, I heard rumors that he's talking about quitting football. He's he's that pissed off about the situation down there. I mean, why wouldn't you be? I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing: you got you asked, hey, just hey, keep me in thoughts in the room for this, as, and they pretty as much the face of the franchise. <laughs> uh, I would want my guy sitting in the room listening. You, you fucking, his his opinion matters. You pulled your fucking pants down and showed your a hole to him. Especially after he just signed that monster contract last yeah. year, so your stock, to me, I mean, your stock with him that tells me that you have faith in this guy and, yeah. and, and you want you want him to be your leader. You, val- so. you value right. him as a you value him as as a face of the organization, and and it's 
it's going to be tough to get somebody that's going to want to go down there, knowing that ownership is they they suck. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a big issue down there, and and maybe it's going to take a a guy like Jim Caldwell who. You could hit him over the face with a two by four, and he's not going to flinch. He's no. just going to do his job. So exactly, but I don't know. So I some I, of the other coaches they brought in though the Lions. Let me tell you, so I I'm never really excited about some of these hires. And and you know, here's the thing: <laughs> we're is, excited about coaches. But you know, you know, I've I'm one of those guys where you know I was a and I I'm a closet Lions fan. I will say I'm a closet Lions fan, but. I got burned on him so many times being a season ticket holder. But now, you know, with Matt Patricia, I was like, ah, you know what, he, he might be all right. You know, he's unproven kind of guy. He came from a good system. And then after, like, his his uh, training camp, I was like, dude, screw this guy. This guy's terrible. But then now you look at it, they bring a guy in, Dan Campbell, fire, pretty much won the show on everything. Love, love the guy. I'm going to go get an MCDC shirt whenever it comes out. Oh, they already got sweaters out. He's, well, he's biting kneecaps out. Well, we're going to get it yep. then. We're going to get it. And then, you know, but then you look at it, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to get I'm going to get Aaron Glenn in here. And what I remember from Aaron Glenn is him picking off Dan Marino and running it back 100 yards like it, like he was – like he was like it was like a leisure strolled on the field. But, again, I go back to what we talked about last week. Here's a guy that – He's been in the league. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, He's and, been there, done that. Players, players appreciate that. Players respect that. So when when your when your uh, leader will say, when the guy calling the shots has been there, has done that, has been in the wars, um, it, it means a little bit more to especially some of these younger guys. Oh, so for the, sure. I mean, albeit he, you know, he was a secondary coach in. Uh, in New Orleans, uh, he's been there, and and I think yeah. he's got the he's got the tenacity he, yeah, to, to to make it. He knows that he knows the day to day, the the grind, the what game, it takes to the game preparation. Yep. I mean, the, he he's lived it. He knows it. His players can uh, uh, talk to him like, hey, you know, a game game experiences, and and not only on the field, but you know, life, especially these, some of these young kids that you know, it's the first time they've been on their own outside of college, mm-hmm. and and. You know they need somebody that has has experienced those those things. We, you know when they hired Anthony Lynn. Oh. <laughs> well, oh. It, but you know here's the thing is always so I like Anthony Anthony Lynn. I thought it was a great hire. My only fear is my only fear is that they are going to go out and try. I'm just saying. I'm just saying try. They're going to try to pick up a quarterback that is familiar with that Charger offense. Well, you know he you're, was. You're he, talking about Tyrod Taylor or or Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Who I mean, and let, I, you let's know, face it, it, it. When I'm not 100 percent sold on him, I'm not. I just don't want that to be a long term. I still want no, them to try to go. No. I still want them to no. try to go and get. Well, did you see uh, Mel Kuyper's? Mock no. draft yeah, today. I did. Yeah, I did. They got him going fields, and I and I think it's because Stafford's going to be gone. But uh, here here's the deal. I, I I wasn't really. I didn't know we're drafting a wide receiver at the seventh pick. No, we're not. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sold on Fields coming here, but now that Stafford's gone, um, I I think it's a smart play to to get a quarterback as early as you can, but. Uh, you look at a player like Mariota, okay, who, you know, he's he's got a good arm. He has been shown that he can be successful in the NFL. And here's the one thing that I think would help uh, a Justin Field. I mean, he's very mobile. He's a, he's a running quarterback. I mean, so is Tyrod Taylor, but I think Tyrod Taylor's football IQ isn't as high as Mariota. But, you know, who knows? But I think a, a, a player like Mariota who – can run around out of the pocket when he needs to. That's good. I mean, that's going to play right into Fields' uh, uh, benefits and in, in what what he's good at. So you take a uh, an offensive coordinator that's that's developed quarterbacks and and he has and he's yeah. ran good offenses and and Anthony Lynn and and 
Well, you know, so, well, since you brought up the Justin Fields comment, and it, I don't want to go into a huge conversation about this, with the signing of Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, do you think he goes after his boy? Not a chance. Because he didn't coach him. He didn't coach him. You don't think so? Not a chance. F- the familiarity, you don't think he goes for nope. him? Because Trevor is a better version of Justin Fields, who's more accurate. Okay. He's got a better football I, IQ. I'm going to write that down. I'm yeah. going to hold you to it. But in it, now, there was speculation. No, there's not like there's no now. No, there was speculation. Haskins was going to go down. That's not going to happen. Um, but if if Urban coached Justin Fields, I think that's in the in the conversation. But okay. no, I mean it's it's Trevor you know, Lawrence. You know, He's already got a damn well, you know, contract. Well, right here, here's the thing. Was funny is. Uh, um, one of the things that was thrown out there was the Jets moving up to take the number one pick, and and it was like, no, I'm like they had their chance, they, <laughs> they had, they, they won bullshit games and lost their chance. So I do think uh, Jacksonville has a shit ton of money to spend. Yeah, that's like eighty two million. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit more than that, and um, I think there's going to be a lot of players that say, you know what, I kind of want to go down and play for that team. Oh, I, so, yeah, I so I, I do think he's going to have success down there, but no. But the only problem with having all those picks is they're all going to be due contracts around the same time. Well, you, you got to have a a wheel and deal and general manager that's going to know you know how to write up them contracts and, and, and know that in four years that, oof, the Piper's about to get paid. So let's get back to uh, let's get back to some college or not some college but some uh, championship weekends here. We got man, I am so absolutely pissed off. You know, mind you, I had Green Bay winning and they didn't win. As did I. And uh, what the fuck is Matt Lafleur thinking? Well, that's a that's a tough one because. It's a double-edged sword, and I'm, you know, going to go radio speak here. He chooses to kick the field goal. Was there two two minutes and change ish? Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, so it it, it was. Uh, man, uh, on that field goal, there was like maybe like maybe like two thirty, like, like two hundred, like two hundred, two thirty <laughs> left, and two twenty-five left in the game. Okay, so he's looking at the fact that Brady. Hasn't done shit in the second half. The defense has stepped up, made big plays, had a couple interceptions. So his mindset is, all right, I got 2.30 to go. I've got all my timeouts plus the two-minute warning. We're going to get this ball back. It, it, we're going to get the ball back. So he kicked the field goal. Now the flip side of that yeah. is he goes for it on fourth down. They miss it. They're going to railroad him for saying, oh, I didn't go for the field goal. Oh, it, so it, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It's a, it, 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 it was it, never. It, it's a catch-22. Absolutely. But then here's the thing is, oh, is that, was it the, uh, I forget, was it the second down or third down where he had, he had the opportunity? No, it was third down. He was right. He, he could have ran, a, he could have ran, ran for that touchdown wide open. He pitches <laughs> up. So do you, do you blame Aaron Rodgers? Mm. Well, but he, hey, but hold on, disclaimer here. We got two middle-aged guys talking about football <laughs> saying, is this guy going to run out? Right, well, right, we're not right. the guys getting plowed here, uh, so the, let's go. The aerial picture I saw would have suggested he, he might have made the pylon. Yeah. But we're talking about world-class athletes that obviously would have picked up on him running and might have met him at the goal line, so now you're looking at injury. Um he could have run it, yeah. Would he have made it? Who knows? I think he saw thought in his mind that he had a better chance to, to force it in there. And, and, you know, obviously we all know what happened. It, it didn't make it. You know, we can sit here and talk all day that, oh, he should have, could have, would have run it. But he made that choice. He's guaranteed the uh, MVP of this, the 2020 season. So I, I'm not going to pick him apart one Bit no. because if if Aaron Rodgers said I felt my better chance was to force it into a big Bob Tunyon, then I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I, I, I'm, no, I, I'm I'm not going to think anything other. And, and and that's what 
that's what the caveat is here is that we can sit here and be the armchair quarterbacks and you know a lot of this stuff has already been discussed since this is uh Wednesday most of the stuff's been discussed Monday and Tuesday sure you know and that's kind of good for us in a way because we, we can kind of digest and take our own point of view out of it but then some of the times it just feels like we're regurgitating stuff or like that but here's something that really no one's talked about that I've heard um Vita Vea came back I mean he went down in week six with a knee, and he comes in and makes an impact almost immediately, uh, which kind of opened the door for Shaq Barrett on the other side. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I think he was sacked maybe five times the entire season. He he probably was sacked four times last week. So the the thing about what gets lost in the whole thing is the fact that one of the biggest reasons that Tom Brady went to Tampa was the fact that they had a defense that could carry him when need be. And Dominican Sue, uh, like I said, Shaq Barrett, um, and Vita Vea on that line coming through, making making Aaron Rodgers really run for his life uh, a big portion of that game. But um, you know, they were they were missing Antoine Winfield Jr., which was <laughs> I mean, you you look at that before the game, and you think, I mean, you're losing a Pro Bowl cornerback, albeit he's a rookie, but I mean, this guy's a difference maker. So you took him out of the equation, and you thought, my God, how on God's green earth are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to pull this game off? And you know what? I, we've talked about it before on the show. Next man up, <laughs> fuck and, Tampa and, Bay, and they absolutely yeah. that defense it's just the next, they they did what they went down there on a mission. It was a business trip, and I think if you ask any of those players, they'll tell you the same. That this was we're not going down there. The the, the cold doesn't or up there. The cold doesn't doesn't scare me. We're going to go up there. We deserve to be there, and we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna shock the world. And and they did. And and you know what? Kudos to that defense. Yeah, I mean, they just, it, it's kind of one of those things where you, you sit back and you look at it, you know, a couple days afterwards. Could they have done this? Could they have done that? It's all subjective, but you know what? Though? I would I, trade I, I, I would trade any Green Bay Packer fan right now just for the opportunity to actually get into the, the dang playoffs as a Lions fan. So, you know what? Pity, poo, poo, who cares, right? But I'd, I'd trade it. I'd gladly lose back-to-back years in the NFC Championship. Now, I say this, and if if it ever happened that the Lions ever got there, I'd probably would be thinking, God, two years in a row, and they lose, they fall short. But, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll worry about that when we cross that bridge. <laughs> I, hopefully it's sooner than later. Uh, you hope, for sure. So Buffalo and Kansas City, that was the game I was really, really, really looking forward to. It, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. The first part of the game, I was putzing around the house, getting some stuff done, getting ready for the week. Um, you know, because I'm a nerd and I'm a big fan of making sure that all my meals are made for the week and everything like that. So, you know, I was in and out in front of the TV and stuff like that. And I kind of turned the corner. I said, holy shit, they're up 9 nothing." <laughs> yeah. Well, wah, wah, wah. if anybody remembers last year, they got down big to Houston in the divisional. Then the next week they got down big to the Titans in the AFC Championship, and you know they come back. <laughs> oh yeah. The the thing that that blows me away with the Chiefs, they never panic. No, it, it never. They're down nine nothing. They're I like don't cool, think, cool, calm, and collected. I think the, the whole only, game. The only player on the the sidelines that was pissed off was uh, Hardman, who fumbled the punt, but. That team just, yeah, we got it, we got it. And and here's the scary thing. Mahomes didn't have a good game. No, no, he, he no, he really didn't. He didn't have to. No, because because Buffalo didn't do shit after that nine points. Well, I think they got complacent. But you have two players, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Unguardable. Dude, I'm telling you right now, Tyreek Hill... Dude, that guy's a cheetah. <laughs> Dude, they had a whole goddamn team chasing him down the field and they couldn't get him. I mean, just insane. That poor defensive lineman. That, oh. that, that, <laughs> he, I know exactly he got, what you're talking about. He got uh, 
He got close, but uh, um, yeah, just didn't have enough at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, he's off. You know, off the snap, a little cup, couple shakes, couple jives. That's it. He, that's he's it. Got, he's gone. He's, he's got gone. two yards. <laughs> that's all he needs. You just throw it to a spot. You give gonna, you give that dude an inch, he takes a mile. He's he's gonna get it, and 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 then you have Mister Reliable Travis Kelsey, who, uh, he's no matter what he and, and he's got hands that just he's the best tight end in football. I'm not you know, hands I'm, down. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. It, you have those weapons, and and let's face it, their backfield was banged up. All they had was Edwards Delaire, who who just came back from a knee. Yep. So Le'Veon Bell was out, and. But they just have the players. Next that, man that, up. Yep, they have the players. <laughs> they that, have depth that that seem to fit that mold. And and I yeah, I, I give credit to Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is is a hell of a coach. But that offense is Eric Bieniemy, hands down. Eric Bieniemy. You really think he makes I, those calls? I do absolutely. Really, I do one hundred percent. Because here's why. Eric Bieniemy was there when Alex Smith was there. Mm-hmm. Now, albeit Alex Smith played outstanding football, yeah, but I believe that Andy Reid had more of a prominent role while Alex Smith was there. They bring in Mahomes, completely different quarterback. They need a different system. Okay, the enemy's that guy. He's a former running back. Uh it they took off. Their 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 game changed with Mahomes. So, so I, now, I give, now, but hold on. Let me ask you this question: Why is he not getting looks at for head coaching positions? Well, I mean, because, I mean, yeah, they're still in the playoffs. They can't. They cannot do in person interviews. Part blah, of, blah 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 blah. Part of me says, I don't think he wants to leave Kansas City. Think so? Why would you? But I mean, but but it goes back to being a professional athlete. Nobody wants to lose. Everybody always wants to move up, right? Right, right. but I, I don't. So think... why would you? Why would you want to be a guy that sits behind Andy Reid and rides his coattails? It's got to be the perfect fit for him. I, I don't believe he's just going to. He's not going to go to the Jets. The perfect. You know where the perfect fit would have been? Right here. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Not a fan of that one. Jacksonville, maybe. Nope. Houston. But herein lies the problem. He knows that that front office is in chaos. Do you think he wants to go into a situation? But if you think about it, you look at look at what they have. They well, they, they, they would have Deshaun Watson. Watson wanted him. That's that's where the, well, yeah. the, the GM thing pissed him off. And then when they just flat out did not interview Eric Bieniemy, which he personally said, "I want Eric Bieniemy here." That set him over the edge. So sure, Deshaun Watson would would definitely uh, excel. He'd with thrive. Him. He'd thrive Absolutely. with him. Absolutely. But you look at. I still think Andy Reid is the guy who makes the calls. I'm not. I mean, I, just just because how I've they, they're both standing on the sideline. And yeah, they bo- but, and, they, and they both have a sheet that has all the plays. Sure. But, and I and I I'm a firm believer but that I think at the, the end designs, of the day, I think at the end of the day Andy Reid is the well, one who's making the calls. Obviously, he's the head coach, but I think the design is Eric Bieniemy. But I, I, I mean, I mean, you could be right. You you could. I you, mean, you I really I, can't. To be honest with you, I hope you are right. You can't touch these 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 coordinators when they're still in. Uh, but there'll be calls to him. And I oh. do think he'll interview for that job when the season's over with. You know what? I don't think he will. I mean, I, w- I, mean, I would be really it, shocked it, if he did, but I don't think he's going on, to. It depends on if Deshaun Watson reaches out to him. And, but, I mean, he's got such a good – he's going to be the highest-paid coordinator in the NFL. He's, he's, I mean, they're going to be Super Bowl uh, do contenders. Think maybe, do you think he's may- maybe he's waiting for Andy Reid to be done? Uh, hey, you know what? What if Andy Reid wins uh, wins another Super Bowl? You think Andy Reid might say, "You know what? Well, let's face it, I'm Andy, good." Andy Reid's one double cheeseburger away from you know meeting his well, maker. Yeah, no, but the thing but is, no, he, he might say, "I'm done." That's May- a valid point. Maybe that's a conversation that's already been had. That's a valid point, and you know the Chiefs are a well run organization, and clearly, 
you know, nothing like that's going to be leaked out. But I, no, sitting here, I, I I didn't think about that until you just said it, and I agree with you one hundred percent. He could be the coach in waiting, yeah. and, and you know what? If it if it meant you know what, two more years as the coordinator. You know, that okay. could be that could be the same conversation that's been had between Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel. Yeah, which I mean, I'm sorry. I mean Josh McDaniels, Eric Bain, I mean there, there's no comparison. No, 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 there's not. Believe me, but that But he that knows com- that conversation the, might have been had. He he's he knows the Patriot way. Uh, again, this is a, again this is our conspiracy theory. You know, in two right. year, in two sure. years in two years, God willing, we're still doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can be like, told you so. Sure. But you heard it here first, yeah. right? Breaking news. <laughs> All, right. All right, so I really don't want to touch much into the Super Bowl because we did um, we did make a plan to uh, do a Super Bowl show. Yeah. We're gonna do a. We're gonna start recording uh, our episodes on Sundays, starting on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, thanks to my new job schedule, is not going to allow us to be out here on Wednesday nights. So we're gonna. We're gonna do them on Sundays, so you shift we're gears gonna, a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna kick off the new, the new show time and uh, day on Super Bowl Sunday. So we're gonna kind of have a just a free for all, and we're inviting anybody that listens that's in the area. I mean, we put a invite out for anyone that wants to come and be a part of it. It's just gonna be kind of you know we're shooting the shit, and we're gonna have some drinks and. We're gonna yep. watch some pregame. We're gonna give our predictions and talk about commercials. Yep. We're gonna talk about. We'll have the board up. We'll have yep. the board up. We'll have the mics out. We're gonna talk about anybody like, who wants to come in and uh, and jibber jibber right. jabber. Jabber and, and, and one of the things I can say about our pod is that we we do absolutely no editing, and because nope. I I think that by it's us more not, genuine. Yeah, exactly. It's more genuine. It's real, and and like my little uh, you know emotional. But that, output that, that, earlier that today, happens, which man. I apologize, but th- you know that nothing, hey, nothing to apologize. That, that I meant that from the heart. He's been one of my best friends in the world. I've known him over half my life. We worked together for twenty five years, and um, you know I feel it, and you know it showed. And and but definitely, I think uh, just you know letting it fly is you know it just makes us a little bit more genuine. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about, you know, what what's your favorite dish and and you know what, there's no plan. We usually come into these episodes with plans and we're, I don't think we're going to do that. It's just going to be nope. a good a fun day and freewheel. Anybody who wants to step up to the mic. Uh our guest from uh our Michigan pod over the weekend, JP, he'll be back and there'll be a couple other guys. So it's it's going to be a blast. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. But one of the things I do want to talk about before we uh Close this one up. So this past week there was a trade in the NHL with between the Winnipeg Jets and the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's a pretty, pretty big deal. Some pretty big stars uh, yeah. switching, switching. Uh, Dubois to uh, the Jets codes. and then yeah, Liney Patrick Liney. Liney. So. Might be the ugliest player in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The, he, he he could go up on my all ugly list next to Mick Jagger. <laughs> Hold on, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, uh, Rocky Dennis. Shut up. <laughs> Rocky Dennis could be one of them. Sloth from the Goonies. Um, no, there's one more. A uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty's not oh. ugly. Todd Rundgren. Terrible. Rundgren. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. He, 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 my brother-in-law would appreciate that you just threw that name out there. He, big fan. Oh, He's he, a big fan. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, good music. Shitty-looking face. Well, you know what? That, that That's classic and rock. That, you know what, dude? And that guy used to lay <laughs> pipe to the Playboy Bunnies. Well, hey, why not? He has a guitar in his hand. But anyway, yeah, I, I, think, I think that is going to pay off dividends. And actually, I think the winner of that trade is going to be Columbus. Yeah, I agree. However... However, after reading and some looking in the depths of why they wanted to get rid of him, he's a bitch. He was a fucking cancer in the yeah. clubhouse, man. And and that doesn't just was, go away. He was, he was a bitch. Yeah, he was a bitch. <laughs> he well, okay. So two years ago, he would he, he was up there in the league scoring. Yeah. Last year, didn't do shit. Yeah, he was a bitch. Yeah, he was a bitch. He was a, and, and, and you know what though? And he got rode like a fucking pony, yep. like a bitch. And and having that label, we'll say. It doesn't just go away. Dude, I'm telling you it right doesn't now. It doesn't just go away. So it'll be if, interesting to if see. If Blake Wheeler was my captain, I would do anything to make him happy. Local local guy, yeah. by the way. Sure. He, 
That he, team that team is built to win right now. Right. And in the fact that You know who else is local on that team? Connor Hellebuck. Oh yeah. yeah. Right down the street. All local, yeah. yeah. Bald Lake. And it's just like, dude, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're a bye now, bye bye. Bye. Know your role, fit in, or get the fuck out. And and, and, <laughs> and you know what? That they, they did. Yeah. They, they good. You know, and, and same goes for Dubois. He was he was kind of a cancer. Yeah, he he just didn't like his situation, and he's like, I'm I'm out. And and that's the thing with dude. Some but you of know what though? Jo- you know what though? Here's the thing: is I can see how John Tortorella would rub somebody the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, I, I don't, I don't right mean to laugh there. like that, he's, but yeah, he's, he's right up there with what some of those. Um, yeah, he's you one, know there was a former Red Wing head coach that seemed to. Rub some people the wrong way too. I who saw went, went up to Toronto. I saw that cocksucker on TV the other day. I was so pissed off. You know, here's the thing: is like you want to talk about ugly. Oh. What happened to his? Who kicked him in the face? <laughs> that chin. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I sorry. He 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 looks like he fell out of the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. And he's growing a mullet. I I don't know. Someone yeah. someone who think he is Barry Melrose? Oh. Hey, I got a job at NBC. Who am I, Barry oh. Melrose? They were desperate to put oh, someone God. in that chair because everybody else seems to not make it. Dude, and if anybody wants to anybody wants to read any great commentary about Mike Babcock on Twitter, <laughs> you, you got to look up Mike Commodore because Mike, Mike Commodore is on that dude. Commodore, like, sorry, <laughs> he is on that dude like a fucking wet T-shirt, <laughs> dude. When he got fired, when he got fired from Toronto. All I saw on his thing was hashtag was pack your shit, yep. pack well, your shit. There's another coach, a la Matt Patricia, who is the smartest man in the room. Yeah, and and that doesn't work no. in, in today's sports. It just doesn't work. No. It, it doesn't work. And, and that's why I like Dan Campbell so much. <laughs> He's like he just came out there. Look. I wasn't I, talking to anybody but Detroit. Yeah, I'm not Detroit talking Detroit fans. He's like, I don't, if, gi- I don't give a fuck what anybody. I don't, I, you know, I don't give a shit what people say about me. I'm talking about the people that have been here their entire lives, me and you included, that have dealt with nothing but bullshit out of that organization. And, and what do you think that's going to do for a player? I want to, I want to run through the wall like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. I want definitely. to get on the field. At, oh, but Jesus. So, yeah. but yeah, um, definitely. Uh, two <laughs> even teams. Even though it sounded like a wrestling match, it sounded <laughs> sound like I thought Vince McMahon was going to blow out the backside oh, there. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe Listen here, brother. <laughs> maybe, maybe Randy Macho Man Savage would have came out and stuff Stepping like that. It was Slim Jim. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, let's not get out. There. So with that being said, and everything like that, you know, uh, Michigan uh, Michigan athletics is on a two week pause. Um, so hopefully, in two weeks, we can get the Michigan basketball team back on the court. Um, uh, they're they're rolling number four, number in, the four country, in the country. Yeah. They're rolling. Um, a lot of people were at first skeptical and naysayers mm. of Juwan Howard, but. Mm. I think Juwan Howard is absolutely doing a fantastic job. Juwan Howard is single-handedly saving Michigan athletics. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> between the, old, old Jimbo ain't doing it. Between the basketball team and then the baseball team. Yeah, baseball, who are, yeah. They're, they're right, right up there. Yeah, so maybe, maybe sure. this fall will be a good football run. But, yeah, so the, the number four, the rank, they were on a roll. And, yeah, they lost a game. But I just hope that. That pause doesn't, you know, slow down. Doesn't hurt their vibe, and I don't think it will. Yeah, Juwan yeah. Howard's another another guy that these these players want to, you know, they want to. And, I, and I honestly think I don't think it was. Um, I think they just shut down all athletics, I, right? And right. It, and, and it wasn't geared towards uh, one team having no, it or uh-huh. anything like that. I think just well, in general they just kind of the variant, the new variant. Yeah. Was it's running rampant in Washtenaw County in and in the the athletic department? They didn't specify yeah. which one, but they did the right thing. Again, back to the high school sports and whatnot. The bottom line is the health and safety of the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As Jim Harbaugh likes to say, the youngsters. But they did the right thing. It's Hulk Hogan, like see the Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they'll get back on the court, and you know the season will continue in. Hopefully they'll they'll make a run in, in Indianapolis yeah. where the the whole tournament will be played, which will be interesting. But 
Yeah, so hopefully we get back to it sure and sooner than later and everything like that. So just let everybody know, anybody that follows us on Twitter, we did change and we updated our logo. Um, it was needed. It was um, uh, when we first started, we were kind of unsure on, on, on what we wanted, but I think we came to the conclusion that uh, the one that we posted up there is the one that we wanted. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for following us. We mm-hmm. appreciate it. Tell your friends. Yep. Um, at Easy Speak Cast. Yeah. And uh, if you go on Facebook, look us up at Easy Speak at Speakeasy330. Now the at is actually AT, not the at symbol. So Easy Speak at Speakeasy330 uh, for our uh, show page. Uh, like it and give us a follow. And Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, if, you know, like I said, if there's anything that you guys uh, want to talk about, or discuss anybody that wants to wants to patch in and call and everything like that and talk about football. Baseball's coming up soon, mm-hmm. so baseball's my wheelhouse right there. Um, just let us know. Send us a message. Anybody who's uh, familiar and well-versed in NBA, by all means, <laughs> by all means, you have a seat there's, next to us there's a, there's to a talk about There's a full-time it. platform. For um, sure, yeah, definitely. And then we, we had a... a young lady in, in the speakeasy uh, before we started recording. And she uh, was adamant that we have some female topics. And, you know, I explained to her that we're heading that direction. So we have any uh, female listeners, which I know you there are out there. You, um, we do. Um, we can cater. Yeah. So if you have any show ideas, and uh, nothing's off the table. No, Any definitely. kind of show ideas that you want to talk about, whether it be. Uh, Ask me about my winner. That's not going to be one of it because that that might cross the line. But that is cock clean. That either because <laughs> that, that that might be for uh, yeah. you know that's a, a, an X-rated. That's, that's uh, for podcast. a different day. That's for an OnlyFans. But podcast. anyway, yeah. Anybody has anything to say? Anybody wants to Show contribute topics. and everything like that? Please, it's an open platform. Yep. You're more than welcome to either uh, get a hold of us. We can we can phone you in, or uh, if you want. You guys can come and, and take a hold of a mic and yep. sit here and talk. Yep. Uh, we we appreciate everybody. We uh, you know we'll, we'll take whatever. And stay tuned to the the social media platforms because we do have merch on the way, and that should be coming here within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely for sure. All right, we're out. All right, everybody have a good week, and we'll do it all over again next week. Take care. See you. <laughs>